0: Hey, it's Kevin again with this little bonus snippet with my after the interview thoughts, just a new concept I'm trying out. I just got off the Skype with Stephen M. R. Covey. And wow, my head is spinning. I mean, the first thing that's kind of funny is I do these video Skypes, So you never quite know what you're going to see when you connect. And like, uh, Ken Blanchard was a was a you know big icon that I video skyped, and he's at work in either a studio or like a, an official office, and he had his AV guy there with like this nice, almost like a TV studio setup. Stephen Covey, we connect, and like me, <laughs> he's sitting in his his home office, and what I love is he's got these bookshelves behind him. And like me, I'm all paranoid about like what's in the frame, what's in the videos. So like I've, it's like my only uh, sort of organized shelves are the ones you see behind me, and yet the rest of my office, like the books are sideways and knocked over and stacked on top because I've got more books than bookshelf space. And this is you know Stephen Covey's stuff. He's got books everywhere, papers, all this kind of stuff. And uh, so I just thought it was kind of neat to see how he works and that he, he has sort of a similar office setup. Uh, that that I do, and I was excited about doing this interview because Stephen M. R. Covey, of course, is the son of you know, legendary Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits, who you know everybody loves that book. I love that book, and I've often felt that, um, like I found out recently, that you know, like Stephen King's son is also writing uh, fiction. And, you know, he might be a great writer, but I almost think it's a burden to have that successful, that famous of a dad and you're in the same space. I mean, it could be helpful, too, but it's sort of like as good as you are, like for maybe this is my own psychology, I would just sort of feel like everyone's going to associate my name with my dad and or am I really deserving of this credit of these sales? Or is it, you know, my dad's? I think most of us want to accomplish a little bit uh, on our own. And so um, I have often wondered, and I didn't ask uh, Stephen Covey about this, but I wondered, I mean, he's entered into a field that his dad's just, you know, was a giant in and it's tough. And yet, and I did tell him this in the pre-interview that what I really respect is Guys like me, you know, we literally put out a book every single year and we're always adding product or solutions or trying new things and all this stuff. And Stephen Covey focused on the issue of trust. And if you're going to focus on an issue in leadership, trust is probably a great the great greatest one to pick. But That's it. I mean, he's got a new edition of this book, which is why he's doing interviews, but the book's like 10 years old and he's got a book, he's got training programs, he's got little cards, but it's all about trust. Like he really decided to own that word, own that space. And he has built an amazing career and business out of it. So for all of us who are getting our side hustle going or we're consultants, we're entrepreneurs, I mean, it's a good reminder we don't necessarily always have to do more, 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 more like let's double down on, on being specialists. So I just thought that was a really interesting um, approach. And you probably heard my excitement in, you know, the interview, like he had so many great gems, like assume positive intent has been a game changer for me. I I love this idea. You can't talk your way out of bad behavior. Uh, And I also liked it that he thought there was hope, you know, like I've Oddly been a little uncomfortable with all the people who say, you know, like friends of mine, James Alltoucher, the podcaster, he won't have on a guest if he's heard that they've cheated on their spouse or whatever, because he thinks they're they're untrustworthy or, they're, they're you know, he can't trust them. And I mean, it's a horrible thing to have broken trust like that. But I wonder if something in that category of something so private and special as someone's marriage and relationship and who knows what all the factors were and the fact that we're all human or whatever it is. And then to say, I will never do business with them. I'll never have them on my podcast. I will never talk about their book or whatever, because of this thing that has nothing to do with me. Oddly, it's sort of made me like, I'm not saying their behavior is good, but I've never liked this kind of like shun them. And I was really curious um, to hear what someone like Stephen M. R. Covey, who's himself of such high integrity and who specializes, you know, what would he say? And um, I I like the way he answered it. He's like, you know, look, integrity is 24 seven and it does matter. But people are a hopeful, optimistic response that people can get better, people who can make mistakes and get better, but that it's not easy and that you can't talk your way out of bad behavior. You have to behave your way back to trust. I just thought that was such such great stuff. And um, the last thing that I just, you know, geeking out on this you, I can, can tell, like, um, especially in the before and after recorded part of the interview, how someone is. And there's been people who seemed kind of like a jerk in their professional character. And I didn't think I was going to like them, but they're really down to earth, cool people when I'm just talking one on one. And some and, you know, sometimes it, it flips around the other way. And Stephen M.R. Covey is one of the ones who I had tried getting him on our show a while ago. And you know, there's no response and it was response from his people who said he was so busy and uh, all that kind of stuff. And I think I thought like, Oh wow. He's one of those. Like he's so successful. He's so famous. He's got, you know, people that will talk to my people and all that. And he's not like that at all. I think he's doing a great job. I could, I could learn from him on just having systems and gates in place to protect his time. I'm the guy, of course, that always says it's our most valuable asset. And yet when you've got him, like, I mean, he was genuine and personable and down to earth. And, you know, I told him after uh, the, sh- the show, I said, listen, I want to thank you. I said, you've clearly delivered this message and told these stories like literally thousands of times. I mean, he's probably speaks two, three hundred times a year. He's, you know, done hundreds and hundreds of interviews, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, but you told it with such passion Like it came through how much he cares and believes in the subject and his passion is contagious. I just wanted to thank him for like bringing his a game. And then he kind of was startled and said, Kevin, that means so much because before I do every interview, I pause and say, my goal is to say it like I'm saying it for the first time and to deliver it to like a, a best friend who's never heard it before. And so like this was actually his intent and he's mindful of it and he makes it a thing to pause and reflect on it. And I I thought he nailed it. So anyway, you can just hear it in my voice. I really enjoyed that interview and um, hopefully he and I will stay in touch. I'll bring him back on another time. Enjoy.